Good morning, it's Thursday the 24th of February 2022 and welcome to the Auctions Plus In Conversations podcast. I'm your host Ollie Laleve and what we'll be doing as part of this series is providing you with the latest insights on Australian livestock markets and weather on demand wherever you are. I'm joined by my colleague and Auctions Plus Chief Economist Tim McRae as well as Weather Matters very own Carl Linders. Carl, you've spent the summer up in the top end. It's been a really interesting summer. You've had cyclones, earthquakes. How has the wet season been for, for the top end? Ollie, hello to you. It's been really fascinating weather watching up here in the Northern Territory. Plenty of wet weather across the northern parts of Australia have delivered above average rainfall for many areas up here. But it's also spread southwards down the Stuart Highway as well. So we've seen some bumper falls particularly in January where we had tropical moisture streaming out of the north. And that produced some significant flooding through parts of agricultural South Australia, particularly the Eyre Peninsula. So the tropics have driven some significant rainfall opportunities through summer, not just up here, but certainly down through South Australia. And now we're starting to feel the impact of that on the east coast from Cape York, even Thursday Island, all the way down through parts of uh, Brisbane and Sydney, but even the agricultural areas to the west of the major metropolitan areas. So the heavy moisture load that's in the atmosphere is a direct result of La Nina. So the wet season being above average, the rainfall shooting off from that also a direct result of La Nina. And we're now starting to see rainfall totals picking up as a result right across the nation as a whole. But one area that has missed out has been parts of Southwest WA and also areas around Victoria, Parts of Victoria have seen some heavy falls, but some areas nearby have missed out altogether. So it's been potluck showers and storms as you go further south. But as a whole, the tropics very active, and that's resulted in certainly uh, a lot of rainfall spreading down the Stuart Highway, down the highways towards uh, northern Australia, but certainly stopping short of the uh, very dry southwest. It has been an interesting summer, and I think we've, we've seen lots of farmers comment just on, on how wet it's been. Looking at the outlook coming through autumn and into winter, what do, can we expect to see across the east coast and down into southern Australia? Well, we're really starting to see the impacts of that La Nina waning in the uh, Enso region in the Pacific Ocean, as many of our listeners would be aware of. So we're starting to see that weaken, but there's a lag effect of the peak of that event as to when we start to feel that in terms of weather across Australia. Now we're starting to feel that in eastern Australia. So the March is looking very wet. We're starting to see the flooding developed through parts of the Sunshine Coast hinterlands. We've seen that in recent days. But particularly in the next week, we'll start to see that uh, propagate southwards through uh, northern parts of New South Wales, the northern rivers, mid-north coast, down in towards even the Hunter Valley as well. The fetch is more northeasterly. So we'll keep an eye on those trends. But at, at this stage, April will remain well above average for the east coast. And that will also spill over, into the, over the divide into western parts of New South Wales and Queensland and even into northern Victoria as well. So we'll still see that easterly wind dominance I suspect for the next four to six weeks across eastern Australia, tropical weather will remain above average and that will fuel more moisture coming down the pipe for Western Australia. So the drier stage for Western Australia will start to ease as we go along through uh, April. The Mediterranean summer is very normal there. We have dry weather for the southwest. We'll see some rainfall coming back probably mid-month. And then the seasonal shift, Ollie, as we go through May, uh, that will start to uh, show itself with the high pressure systems moving northwards through May. That'll kick off the easterly winds back towards the tropics. The trade winds will start to relax and bring the rainfall through North Queensland. And we'll start to see showers and, and windier weather developing for southern Australia as that starts to take place. So autumn as a whole, above average in terms of rainfall, below average in terms of temperatures for the eastern and across the north with persistent moisture and above average temperatures for the West will continue for at least the next six to eight weeks before that starts to relax. 
So we're looking at some favourable conditions right across Australia. Thank you, Carl, for that update. We'll head over to Auctions Plus Chief Economist Tim McRae. Tim's based in the central west of New South Wales, where he runs a mixed farming operation, as well as leading our Auctions Plus Market Insights team. Tim, it's great to have you here. Thanks, Ollie. Tim, it's been an interesting start to the year. We've seen in the cattle market, the Eki flirted very close to that 1200 cent market. And I'm probably a bit of relief at your end, as I know there was a bet riding on it. But all jokes aside, we've seen an easing of cattle prices. So what are some of the signs that you're seeing through the weekly cattle sales on Auctions Plus? I think the biggest sign that we're seeing is there's just not the young, light cattle around in the market at the moment. Um, I think it's still a case, and particularly from listening to the, you know, the seasonal outlook that Carl just gave, but also emptying the rain gauge myself here in Orange. You know, if you're looking for light cattle, they're extremely hard to find. Those who have them are in no rush to sell them, and those who want them cannot find them. Um, you know, and whether it's a shortage of, of young light cattle or an abundance of feed, the end result is that the, this price keeps sitting extremely high. Um, I think there's a lot of buyers out there who are just waiting for it to come back. Um, it's been tracking sideways the last week at around, you know, 1100 cents the EYCI. We've seen some volatility through our um, auctions plus benchmark prices we look at, but still extremely high prices. Um, those who have sold into this market now twice or possibly three times with young cattle um, are doing very well but it doesn't make up for the frustration and somewhat anxiety that I think a lot of producers are dealing with at the moment about where can I find them? How do I get them? An interesting question which came through off the back of Friday's cattle sales was from Ian Archer in Gundawindi in Queensland. Looking at the, the widening gap that there is between the PTIC heifers to the PTIC cows, do you see that being the quality of the heifers offered yeah, the gap um, is a really good indication of the price premium that producers are willing to pay for long-term young breeders that they can have. You know, a lot of these producers have gone and bought, you know, expensive bulls. Sorry, they might not be expensive bulls. They paid a lot for the bulls. Um, and having that control over their, their herd in the years to come is going to be, um, I think, a, a big part of what they're paying for these, these PTIC heifers. It's interesting to note, PTIC heifers is by far the largest single category that Auctions Plus has through its system in the last 18 months. Um, prior, when it was drought period, it was young, light heifers. Um, so it really shows you the difference of, of the value of the heifers when it's a good season and a, and a poor season. Also, what we see on the PTIC cow side of things is there is quite a range in that age group of, you know, how old those cows are. A lot of them are seven to eight years plus in age. Now, you know, proven, um, they deliver, you know, they've, you know, haven't hung around this long without putting a calf on the ground every year. So it's just very interesting to see what producers are willing to pay for calving out a heifer from a bull that they, you know, I'm sure they've done their research and aware what it is, but one they haven't had the, the hands-on experience with to get their hands on those young breeders for the, for the years to come, I think is a huge vote of confidence for the industry. In terms of taking a bit of a step sideways to look at the sheep and lamb market, it certainly hasn't had the spotlight that the cattle market has over the last 12 or 18 months. 
last week, the week ending the 18th of Feb, there was a real hot spot for purchases coming out of central west of New South Wales. Are there any telling signs uh, on the demand side that you're seeing? No, again, it's a case of, um, you know, seasonally and always a strong time to buy through the central west. Um, with my operations myself, we're looking for, for good light lambs. Um, I think there are many more around. I think it's an increase demand will be there because they can't find the cattle for a lot of those mixed producers. Um, you know, the last 12 months, the wet weather has made it very difficult, um, you know, from a production point of view. Um, but, you know, central west New South Wales, you know, much more affected as the, the temperatures get cooler, producers looking to get some, some lambs on the ground there. But I think in general, that lamb market, you know, it's been very good. Um, it just hasn't been reaching the heights of the cattle market to grab the headlines. Um, you know, the consistency of pricing, the consistency of product, right through to this wonderful product we have in the export markets that we're the major player in is really underpinning a very confident prime lamb industry um, moving ahead. I think looking at the season or the autumn coming ahead, based off what Carl was saying, it's looking like really favourable couple of months as well for livestock producers. Is there anything in particular or any trends that you're looking to keep an eye on for both the sheep and cattle market over the next two to three months? I think for the cattle market, it's all about the next five to six weeks. You know, we want the industry and certainly producers through Queensland want to see that wet finish to the wet season. Um, you know, from all the forecasts we're getting, that is likely to happen. Um, a lot of rain on the coastal fringe at the moment. Um, but, you know, we want to see that coming in. We want to see those big falls for the big cattle producers that will set them up for the remainder of the, the year through to the you know, back half of this, uh, the back couple of months of this year. I think for sheep and lamb producers, um, they'd love to see a return to seasonal conditions that are normal, you know, summer heat, winter cold, um, you know, so that enables them to have that regular routine and pattern to their production cycle. Um, I think the underlying financial viability for a lot of producers is at a level they haven't seen for a long time. And I think that investment into their rebuilding or the genetics is going to continue. Um, but particularly, I think, for the cooler, you know, traditional um, New South Wales and Victorian regions, you know, that good, that good autumn is so crucial um, to setting up enough feed through that winter period so we don't see, you know, producers getting caught late winter, early spring of with feed issues. One thing we do know this year is water's not going to be a problem. Yeah, I think uh, based off what Carl's saying, it's looking like over the next four to six weeks that, that weather will be making its way west of the divide and away from the coastal areas. And, and Tim, as you're saying, markets are looking pretty good. And hopefully with, with those seasonal conditions and that rainfall that Carl's mentioned, we'll, we'll see those prices hold out for producers and open up uh, a lot of opportunities in the market. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Not a problem, Ollie. Thanks, mate. If you want to find out any more, head to auctionsplus.com.au forward slash market. Or if you wanted to send in a question or any comments, you can actually head to the link in this bio of the podcast and you can record a voice memo. So any questions for Tim McRae or Carl on livestock markets or on the weather, make sure you get in touch with us.